Okay, greetings. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is a very serious podcast about mysticism, spirituality, the esoteric, recovery, definitely not comedy. Welcome. If you're new to A Thousand Serious Moves, welcome. If you're old, if your time is not linear and who cares and whatever, welcome to everybody. As I started recording this podcast, I realized that I um, didn't explicitly invite in my higher power before I began this podcast, so I would like to take that moment now and say thank you, higher power, for your blessings upon me. Thank you, field of oneness. Thank you, God, Adonai. Thank you, ancestors. Thank you, holy guardian angel. Thank you to the air, the sun, the water, to the earth. Thank you, good angels and spirits. Speak through me. May the hearts of those who listen be open and so forth. Thank you. And so it is. Amen. In Jesus' name. Just kidding. Uh, apparently, Jesus was, is um, an enlightened being. I guess there's a lot of debate of like, was Jesus real? My understanding thus far is that Jesus was a historical person and he was enlightened just like you and me. <laughs> so that's an interesting perspective that we are already enlightened. But also, is that true? Because this week I have noticed a few times where my words were harsh, where my thinking was distorted, where I was possibly causing harm rather than healing with my words. I can't, right? I can be like, oh, my dog died a week and a half ago, and so I'm still processing those feelings. And yes, it's true that I thought well, I will just be in acceptance about this. I will just, he's in a better place. Thank you for the time. And he's with me still. And now life is the same and it carries forth and onward and so on. But also, then all of a sudden I get sad. And what am I supposed to do when I get sad? Like, it's like, am I just supposed to be like, okay, well... It's not sad. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, here I am with this opportunity to heal. Like, I have this sense that if I don't cry about it and I try to act like I'm not missing my best friend for 16 years and I'm just like, he's in a better place and now I'm going to go eat a burrito that then the burrito becomes this like baby bottle s trying to self-soothe and act like I'm not feeling what I'm feeling. Self-doubt, 
came in just a second ago and was like, you're a fucking baby. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, and I love you. How about that? How about that? Because sometimes I have these expectations. That's what I wanted to talk about today. It's not ginger. You have to wait another week or maybe two weeks or maybe a month before we get to ginger. Sometimes I just want to do an episode and it doesn't have to be about it. the herbs are just like a reason to like act like I need a reason for this podcast. So ginger another week. This week expectations because I have let me put the mic down for a second. One second. Take a moment to meditate or whatever. So if you're watching the video companion, you just probably saw my cool, sexy yoga shorts. And then also if you're watching the video, then you get to see here, this is my friend. I have a stuffed animal. If you're listening to this podcast and not watching the video, um, it's a little dog who's gray and has blue eyes and she has long ears and pink bows in her hair. And then she's wearing a pink shirt that says, girls just want to have fun which is so true. So, you know, I've thought about this of like having a stuffed animal and being a woman who's, let's say, over 18 years old. <laughs> let's say over 21 years old. And yeah, I have this stuffed animal and I've had it since the day I was born. It, she literally doesn't even have a name. Like I've, I had her before I could even name her. My dad brought her to me the day I was born. And um, does she make me feel better when I'm at a place of loss? And the answer is yes. Does she take away all the pain? Well, no. So I was thinking about like, well, what is that? That I have this like stuffed animal. And I think what it is, is that she, she's a projection from me, right? Like, because when I'm holding her, what I'm really doing is like, I'm giving myself a hug and then I just have this like really soft thing that's like mediating this self-hug because there's that judgmental part of myself that's like you should probably grow up and then there's the loving part of myself that says like who cares this stuffed animal is a way for me to practice acceptance, self-acceptance, and self-love. And it doesn't make me immature because there's that voice, right, that tells me that's like, you're such a baby. It's like, I paid off a credit card last month. Like, I'm not a fucking baby. (laughs) It's like, who is that voice? What is that voice? It's like, It's not from inside myself. It's from something that I've heard somewhere along this journey 
that says I need to just be able to just do it all on my own and like don't need anything. But I don't see why a stuffed animal <laughs> whom I acknowledge now I'm making an art now philosophy major in me is coming out. Now I'm making an argument that a stuffed animal who I acknowledge is an extension of myself and the love that I'm giving to myself mediated by cotton and softness. What's so wrong with getting vulnerable? What's so wrong with like holding myself? It's like talking about expectations, right? It's like, do I expect other people to make me feel better? Feels like having a stuffed animal seems like a pretty safe way to go because I know that nobody's going to really be able to like take away the pain so it's like I can reach out to people for support and they can help give me strength I don't have to act like I need to just do it all on my own like I mean, maybe, maybe that's what the future holds. Maybe one day, <clears throat> you know, when I'm older and I'll just be able to just be like a stoic and hurrah, like the life and death and total acceptance. Or maybe it's like the journey is the destination and today I get to experience the sunrise on my way up the mountain of adversity. So expectations on myself, thinking that I need to be somewhere else or feel something else or like expectations on other people of like, they're not doing enough. They don't love me. Nobody loves me. I'm not enough. All those stories. And like, they were going through my head this morning too, you know, those stories. And it's like, dude, just like, please like help me like not just help me not like tell that story anymore, you know, and I try to like pull myself up from like a higher perspective and kind of look at myself and look at the story and be like, just get a little bit of detachment from from that like negative thought form or web that like my mind is wanting to build. And it's like, what is that negative inclination?
because I'm a pretty positive person, really. I want to be like, because my moon is in Sagittarius and I'm a Libra. Who knows why? I'm a pretty positive person, but there's still... So then now I know that I'm not alone in this, that there still kind of can be sometimes this inclination towards a negative story, you know, and I could get real sinister about it and talk about these principalities and powers and parasites and wanting to keep me low the man, you know, like trying to keep me down and the, you know, self-proclaimed parasitic elite. It's like, when can we start recognizing that the word elite actually means not? You know how like whenever we started <clears throat> saying that the word literally actually doesn't mean literally and it actually means not literally. So can we start acknowledging that like if we talk about quote unquote the elite that actually we're talking about those who feed off of other people's suffering in order to elevate themselves. That's all it is. Like, there's no judgment. It's just a fact that if somebody has an unlimited amount of resources that they're taking because they're afraid and insecure, that they allow their fellow man and creation itself to suffer then maybe they're not so quote unquote elite they call themselves that can we stop calling them that unless we mean it with like a bite? Or what are we supposed to love these people who contribute to the suffering? Or am I supposed to look at myself and say, how do I contribute to the suffering? Maybe instead of complaining about those people I just look at my part. I look at my side of the street and I say, okay, where do I need to clean up my mess? How have I contributed to the suffering? And how can I amend that? How can I do better today? Maybe I'll stop buying products that are made from child labor. Maybe I'll walk to the store instead of driving. Maybe I'll think a positive thing about myself. 
Maybe I'll do something kind and nurturing to myself. Maybe I'll water a plant. Maybe I'll let something go that's been bothering me. Maybe I'll let myself cry because I'm sad that my best friend for 16 years isn't here with me in a physical embodied form that I can feel and pet and hold. I can only speak from my experience, you know. And honestly, like, what I really was going to do today was read a psalm and then talk about it a little bit. Because there's something about the vibrations of the psalms that helps me to feel connected to the source and to feel like I'm being prepared I actually, I'm going to share with you something that I hope falls on the ears of anyone who might hear it. Is that I'm pretty sure the Psalms are a guide to the afterlife. After having done a little bit of research for the past few years, I'm pretty sure that the things that happen and that we see in the Psalms are actually patterns and powers and experiences that we'll go through when we die if what we're seeking is to become one of the gods. I thought I was going to say redemption. If we want redemption. If we want to have a choice in whether or not we come back, you see, because we can choose to come back. And then sometimes I think that we have to come back because there's lessons that we need to learn. So long as we don't drink from the river of forgetfulness. Maybe that's for somebody, maybe that'll be something that you'll remember. I just got an overwhelming sense of like, here I am. And it almost makes me want to cry. I love the Lord. And I 
realize that sometimes these things can only be expressed metaphorically. And I can't help but want to read Psalm 116, which is not the first psalm that I was planning on reading, but it's one of my favorites. And when we read these psalms, and if you're new to this podcast, then I will say what I've said many times in older episodes, which is that there's many layers to the scripture where there's the surface layer that's like, okay, how do I just read this as is, face value? And then there's like deeper and deeper and deeper metaphysical layers to the Psalms. So like I was saying earlier, that's like, pretty sure these these Psalms are a guide to how to navigate the underworld and how to live our lives in preparation for when we die so that we know how to die so that our souls can be redeemed so that we can step into our true power, our divine light of who we really are. Because we come here and then we think that this is it. And it's so heavy, like it feels like the veil is like so thick. And so then I start thinking that he's going to fix me. He's going to make things better. Um, Maybe if I buy this thing that I don't need from China that causes harm, maybe that'll make me powerful. Maybe that'll make me happy. Maybe if I get enough followers on Instagram, maybe if I, fuck, dude, I don't know, like, shop at Whole Foods. Like, I don't know what I think that sometimes gives me some type of, like, boost. But we already know, right, that, like, Only within? So, I have to praise the Lord. And by the Lord, I mean everything. By the Lord, I mean everything, seen and unseen. I mean the void. I mean the light. I mean the source. I mean God. I mean the Lord. I have to sing praise to his creation. And I say his because I just think that that's funny. Because <laughs> it pisses people off. Because you already know if you've been listening to my podcast that I have a very intimate, deep, and loving relationship with the Blessed Mother. So, Psalm 116 If you wish to be safe from sudden death, let's say you're going out into war, going out into battle, into some situation that you think that you might just like suddenly die, pray Psalm 116 before you embark. 
And this is it. This is the New King James Version. I will say, okay, before I read it, this psalm, one time I read this psalm and I felt electricity shoot up my spine. So, Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. The pains of death surrounded me and the pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, I implore you, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous yes our god is merciful the lord preserves the simple i was brought low and he saved me return to your rest O oh my soul for the lord has dealt bountifully with you for you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maid servant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord, now in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord.
So speaking of death, <laughs> I came across a snakeskin last week. Have I talked about this? Did I talk about this last week? I came across a snakeskin. It was pretty large. I don't know what, like four feet, five feet, the snakeskin. And it made me think about the greater the something, the greater the responsibility. It's like, as I grow, so is my greater responsibility to be mindful with my words, thoughtful with my deeds, careful with my thoughts. Like, as I grow, like, the, sh the, like the sword gets sharper, so it can cut faster and deeper. Huh. So, I'm going to read Psalm 1, you know, and do whatever you want. A suggestion would be to keep in mind the possibility that this text is a guide to life and a guide to death. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So obviously I told you this podcast is not funny. So ta-da, <laughs> it's delivered. <laughs> it's like, oh, people always want you to be funny. And it's like, if you want me to try that hard, like, okay, whatever. So thank you for listening to A Thousand Serious Moves. Um, 
book a tarot reading you may with me at marfatarot.com you can also purchase mystical supplies the magical psalms book so if you're interested in knowing what all of these psalms can be used for in many different ways for prosperity for protection for favor for causing your garden to flourish then you can purchase my magical psalms for the novice book at marfatero.com or marymarfa.com and please if you would so like to uh, subscribe leave a review on iTunes that's a really great way for this podcast to get more listeners because apparently there's a lot of listeners and people just aren't leaving haven't in the past been leaving reviews but the past doesn't have to indicate as the future continues so I would say please if you would enjoy to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Also, this is fun. I've been trying out this week is the first week on my YouTube channel doing an energetic reading for where I literally do a tarot spread on Monday and I kind of talk about what like a beneficial energy to work with for the week would be. So check that out if you just go on YouTube and look up a thousand serious moves, then you'll see that video there. And so that's to encourage more people who like to uh, watch the YouTubes and to maybe get some more listeners, followers, because <clears throat> people like to do that. Like pe uh, people like to read watch tarot readers on YouTube. People like to watch astrologers talk about what's going on. So why not dip my toe in? There is an abundance of resources available to everybody. So subscribe, share with your friends, book a tarot reading at marfatarot.com. I can do those virtually, or if you're in town, I can do them in person. And is that it? I think so. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Send me an email if you need anything, htxoracle at gmail.com. And I love you and blessings upon you. Yes.